0: Recording from South London, this is One For All, the podcast to motivate and inspire you through your job-seeking journey. I'm Brooke and today I'm joined by Lauren Everett, head chef from The Soup Kitchen, London. From sure Trust, One For All. We're going to talk a bit about sharing love through food, social impact and the value of volunteering. So thank you so much for joining me this afternoon, Lauren. This is a podcast surrounding employability, how to get yourself back out there and motivated when looking for work. Tell us a little bit about how you found yourself in the position that you are now.
1: I guess it's been a bit of one side of the fence to another. Um, I used to be a private chef on super yachts, cooking for the rich and famous, accommodating every whim. Some of them are quite strange. and Not sort of thinking about your environmental impact, really. The waste is huge. And also you're so cut off from what real life is really like insofar as you you don't do your own laundry, you've got an unlimited budget to buy food, you don't have to pay rent or bills or whatever. So it's kind of, it's an ideal world really. I loved the way we got to cook is sort of visiting different places and being able to cook from different markets and what's available to you and not always being able to just hop off and go to the shop, so it takes a bit of planning and just trying to be creative and taking inspiration from your surroundings. So I, I did really enjoy that, but I always sort of felt kind of wanted to do something a bit more meaningful. But I guess everybody feels like that. They're like, what is my life all about? I'm having an existential crisis. So a couple of years ago, I switched to working on land, and I kind of did a similar thing where I worked in someone's house still. You know, a bit more in touch, having to pay for my own food and live like a kind of normal person. But still in an environment where there wasn't sort of like a thought about waste or money or what things cost. And I did enjoy it, but I, I started volunteering at the soup kitchen. Um, I just went a couple of times to make teas and coffees and things and started chatting to the director. I wasn't really sure where what direction I was going to go in. I was doing sort of like some freelance cooking for people, birthday cakes and celebration things and that kind of dinner parties. And that he asked me to come in last minute to do some cooking for Heinz, we're doing a, a charity sleep out. So he just sort of asked me to come and cook for them while they were sleep, like sleeping rough. Um, for an evening and I, she sort of just put me in the kitchen left me alone came back in two hours and like said I can't believe that's what you've made with nothing like just what you found in the fridge so we continued to stay in touch and I um, got a message a couple of weeks or maybe a month later over Christmas saying their chef had left and they were looking for someone would I be interested I still sort of wasn't sure that this was what I wanted because obviously it's changing the whole way you work as a chef, you know, having control over what you can buy and that kind of thing. So I said, okay, I'll give it a few months and see how we go. And I got there for my first day and it's like everything I'd ever done clicked into place. It was a really, really great pivotal moment for me because I'd worked in all of these luxury kitchens, you know, um, Noma, I did some staging at around some great restaurants in London. You kind of do all these things to try and progress your career, not really knowing what I was doing it for. They were all sort of amazing places to learn. And then sort of everything just fell into place working at the soup kitchen because it's kind of chaotic. Food just arrives and you think, Mm -hmm. how am I going to make this feed 100, 120 people and make it into something that's delicious, that looks good and is as nutritional as you can make it because you know you you don't know where our guests are getting their meals from apart from us so that was kind of how it happened and I said oh commit to six months and now I just can't yes money is important it it kind of falls away a little bit when you find something that really makes you feel real.
0: It's amazing that you had the self-awareness to go hold on a sec like I'm still not finding exactly my niche sometimes there's times when we kind of take jobs and we're like what are we doing in this job but yeah you're saying like later down the track the skills that you've picked up you know from catering and so valuable
1: in the role that you're doing now part of that was just doing things and and not learning really really the lesson that you need to learn while you're learning the skill yeah and I found so many times where I was just thinking what am I doing here
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that's kind of like part of the path because there are things that I've done during COVID without even thinking to adapt to a situation that I never thought I would be able to manage and so I guess that's what I spent most of my career doing is just being obsessed with learning new things even if I didn't really understand why it was relevant at the time like why do I need to know how to butcher butcher a whole pig (laughs) am I ever going to do that it still hasn't come in handy but that sort of thing you know you never actually really know
0: that's amazing um. that you know how to do that. Like, <laughs> I would want to know how to do that, and I'm I don't to. share. I just want the skill. <laughs> but I just want it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an intrinsic thing, though, as well. Keep learning, connect with the people around us, and mm-hmm. you know, have a sense of belonging. So, I really feel like the soup kitchen London does provide a sense of belonging for a lot of people. This is one for all from Sure Trust aiming to build a future where rewarding employment is accessible for all. We believe in fairness, equality and opportunity. We are the largest not-for-profit employment support service in the UK. We are a social purpose organisation, challenging inequality and breaking down barriers to enable social mobility. I have actually been hearing about a few kitchens that have had to close. How has this situation impacted not only you personally, but? just the running of everything how can the average joe help
1: when the beginning maybe back in march when it was all sort of up in the air about what was going on we lost most of our volunteers overnight because they were corporates they came from big offices and the policies changed about having gatherings so that was a big blow to go from having maybe like 12 people every single day to half the team and now we're sort of even less because of the rule of six or whatever mm-hmm. it's just easier to manage less people because mm-hmm. there's so much to do if that makes sense yeah and um, so we we have two volunteers in when we can that makes a world of difference but we sort of went through this kind of roller coaster of trying not to be shut down by the council because of social distancing and things like that so we hired security guards to enforce social distancing in the queue. We changed our whole setup from our guests being able to come in and sit down and have a meal and sort of take a load off and watch some tv or you know eat their meal sitting down at a table to have to re have to package up everything um, and I mean we provide a, a little takeaway bag with a soup, a porridge, a hot meal, some bread uh, snacks and things if i've got time i make a dessert um so we try and make it as comprehensive as possible
0: yeah
1: um and so there's the labor goes into different things now like packaging all of those things up and putting everything into containers and then organizing it so you're running one person up and down the stairs at um, to serve people and providing a little bit of hand sanitizer and that kind of thing, so it's a, it's a totally different way of of serving. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do when we do have we've had um, a few volunteers come in and just say how how amazing it is to kind of come and actually see to step out of their own bubble of you know people throw around privilege like it's a dirty word. Whereas in my opinion, it's not really, it's saying that you've, you're very lucky to have something that some other people don't have
0: mm.
1: and acknowledging that you are a luck, lucky person to be able to have somewhere to go home to and to, you know, I think you get locked up in your own sort of bubble of, I'm just going to keep myself safe and not think about anybody else. But mm-hmm. when you come and volunteer and you're, you get to say hello and, hand out to people who sometimes wait three hours in line for their food you know um it it gives you a bit of perspective on how how lucky you are and I don't think it's something that we should be ashamed of you know you should be celebrating all the amazing things that you do have in your life it's kind Um, of a gift isn't it like privilege is maybe this thing that
0: um, some people have, some people don't, or we have it in different mm. versions, and, and yeah, that, and we're lacking it in I different thought, versions.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's just been labelled as this kind of modern dirty word that you know mm. people throw around without really understanding that it's it's kind of something to be grateful for. It's a privilege. Um, privilege.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Your God. laughs> It's true though, and I I do yeah. I really I love that I've never because even me someone is someone that you know explores my own privilege but as well as um you know community work and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting that you kind of draw attention to that because it isn't a bad thing having privilege. It's only a good thing, but I guess it's yeah. how you acknowledge it and how you do with that and yeah Yeah. if you're even aware of it I guess as well like that that awareness level like which I think we've kind of had a theme of self-awareness running through a lot of the stuff we've been doing just because I think it's so important like it and it's so valuable and it helps people to kind of um gauge things or like have you know a sense of calm when everything else is a bit crazy yeah so I think that's really amazing um and it makes sense you know the perspective like and if you kind of remove yourself from your own situation and you kind of get a little bit in your own head with your own stress yeah that's yeah and going out connecting with your community just kind of yeah you know makes sense really
1: so um, yeah I mean it's who we are really as humans we yeah. that's how we've evolved mm-hmm. as tribes and communities and small villages taking care of each other mm-hmm. and the the hardest the, the worst thing about our evolution as humans is that we've become more separated from each other mm-hmm. rather than closer and i think that's what causes a lot of people's angst because you you know I did some traveling this last summer and I kind of cycled around Scotland and Cornwall to all of these little villages and stayed in sort of B&Bs and things. And I think that the, the village sort of community sense, sense is stronger yeah. there. And I and I, I think, especially in London, there is it's hard to find that way to connect to other people in sort of a meaningful way. And it doesn't have to be, you know, saving the world or, or whatever. It just being able to say, Hey, I did something that meant something to someone else today, even if it's delivering a, you know, a sh- bit of sugar to your neighbor or driving a broken bicycle to the bike shop. Yeah. It, it, it just, it, I think it's something that you, unless you continue to cultivate that in yourself, naturally, you become a bit closed off and that, I don't think that helps anyone, especially not you. Mm. It's
0: been something that's been on my mind a little bit and even in the newspaper over the weekend there was like an older man that had lost his wife and he was so sad he put a sign out the front being like "Well, Yeah, I saw that too to me? and I was, yeah. like, oh I was like, Oh my god I was like no one replied to his like newsletter or newspaper ad or something but then mm. I think it shows a real value in internet, like obviously because the internet is um, part of why we're kind of a little bit more separated these days, you know, Mm. it's easier to talk, but it's not as easy to connect sort of thing. Yeah. I should say so. And it was lovely to see that the result of that was, you know, obviously he's getting emails from around the world Mm. and that sort of thing. Yeah. I think we're at a little bit of like a, a fork in the road where we can kind of, you know, choose to, this covid situation is terrible but it's really kind of mm-hmm. given us like a, a chance to take a breath and kind yeah. of know what impacts do we want to make or how yes. do we want to contribute or like yeah if, if our jobs are taken away or if you know if things are taken away from us like who are we without all that stuff
1: and you yeah know, what exactly makes it yeah so, yeah
0: so lovely um to know that not only you, but I know that there is other community organisations that have weathered it and made it through and they're still Mm. providing services and and stuff. But to you personally, what is the impact of, of volunteering? Like, like obviously like what impact can volunteers make or have made to, you know, the people that you are trying to help sort of things?
1: Mm. Um, Def- well, definitely, in terms of um, just manpower, mm-hmm. some of the days, you know, I do all pretty much all of the cooking mm-hmm. um, with a, a, a colleague who helps me with some prep, and then we have another volunteer who is in her mid seventies, and she was told to go home and shield, um, which was she was really really upset by that. But she is the heart and soul of. She's been there longer than I have. I've only been there less than a year. She's been volunteering for three years and she knows everyone. And mm-hmm. she really just um, sort of, she's, she's a, a real, she, oh, she's such a trooper. <laughs> she just gives so much with such a whole heart. Mm-hmm. And I find that really inspiring. And, you know, I, there's a lot of pressure on me to have to produce irrespective of whatever I'm given time-wise, manpower-wise, ingredient-wise, I still have to come up with the same thing every every single day, you mm-hmm. know? The same amount of food, the same, you know? Um, um, and having volunteers sort of support, g- gives you a support where you s- sort of think, okay, I don't have to do this all myself. I can share the load. And um, even something, you know, volunteers coming in and doing something as, as simple as you know peeling about 10 kilos of carrots sitting outside having a chat and doing that means that tomorrow I come in at seven and I don't have to do that it just it makes it, it makes a massive difference to me yes. um and just having extra you know things go a bit faster things flow a bit better and um even the chat you know being able to bounce yeah being able to them. but also I think having them be able to sort of interact with um the guests and be it and say, hi, you know, look someone in the eyes and say, here you go. Good morning. Enjoy your food. You know, so nice to see you again. Um, really is, is, I think that's really important for the guests who are somewhat disconnected from, you know, people having decent respect for them because of their situation. And, um, and I think that's, that's a really important role that the volunteers, um, that they play and when we were open before as more of a kind of community center with the volunteers were always really encouraged to sort of sit down and chat to the guests and you know find out a bit a bit about them and just sort of share stories because sometimes all people want or we all we want is to be acknowledged and seen you know for more than what we appear to be so um, and um, yeah so I think that's that's a huge impact that that, that they that they um, I've lost my train of thought now. I know. I sometimes get funny. really like caught up in
0: what I'm saying. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the no, yeah. great! I love that. I love that. No, that is yeah. it completely. I think yeah, it's all about just kind of this getting back to basic human needs. Like we've got a bit yeah. all caught up in the world, and you know, playing the rat race and keeping up with the joneses and all the cliches kind of thing that were like why am i so stressed all the time and it's like oh wait a second i haven't really you know taking time to connect with the people around me or yeah made eye contact with someone smiling in three days or something like that and to be honest um i moved from australia in february to here and i had an idea in my head of what london was like very like grumpy and not many people yeah. with each other and i've actually been a little bit pleasantly surprised and obviously it's because of covid but
1: yeah a little
0: bit more um yeah you know like people rallying around other
1: yes people,
0: yeah know, which i think is obviously it's a terrible time but it's a it's a good thing that has come from it as well so yeah
1: people have been so generous as well I mean and in times when people weren't able to be generous with their time because we sort of were kind of locking down and only having the same core team Mm -hmm. people donated they brought food or um or dry store supplies or sent things you know and I think it's with volunteering and with helping and donating and things people think it only means something if it's if it's a huge chunk of time or if it's like half your life or, mm. or, you know, a massive amount of food or whatever it is, Eat every single, and I get lots of emails asking for, you know, what do we need and what kind how can I help? And even just, there's a guy who comes by every week and sends me an email and says, what do you need this week? And um, I respond and say, you know, we could do some apples or onions or whatever. And he brings every single week, he cycles from wherever he lives and um, drops his bike off and goes and gets like a little bit of shopping and brings it back. And, you know, he's so, he's so lovely and he, it's, so, it's such a kind gesture. Mm. Um, And it's kind you of, you know, I, think a sense that's,
0: of justice, I guess too, you know, like, or yeah. it's it goes both ways. Like he'll, yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry. What were you going to say? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. i just, it, I think we have so many people like that. They'll that just kind of show up with bags of rice or, um, there was a couple that emailed and said, you know, we'd really like to make a donation. Um, what do you need? And then they showed up a couple of days later with, with a bunch of stuff. And it, which is also helpful in going out and meeting them and saying, you know, this is where we are. This is what we're going to use the bags for. Um, or the, the pack, the things you've given us for, um, really you could see on their faces they really felt sort of rewarded by that I mm-hmm. hope anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah. um but it doesn't have to doesn't have to always be grand gestures or or anything every single little thing act of kindness kind of builds up mm-hmm. in the world it's always going to be meaningful mm-hmm. um and um I think that we say that to the volunteers as well some say you know I just want to kind of it's not always going to be a really glamorous job. It's a bit boring or it's a bit sort of monotonous, but it's it's all the small bits make up the big clock, mm-hmm. if you like. And then it all comes together and then you hand out the food and you've got 120, if not more, happy customers. Yeah, um, well, And that's kind of... Happy volunteers and happy
0: workers. And happy yeah, workers. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I love that. I think it's just, I think volunteering is so valuable just kind of like for everyone involved really. Mm. It's just, It. I feel a bit strange even that it's got the word for it, volunteering. Like it, yeah. you know, it should just be something that we do is like give back to the outside world without yeah. getting paid. You know, it shouldn't have such a formal term. It should just be. You know, yeah what it is I think, which is just helping people around yeah.
1: You, so yeah I, yeah, I just nice. think there's if there's anything that you're interested that you always i mean that's what we do as chefs you know if there's a restaurant that you want to work or like you just kind of go and start working there for free
0: yeah
1: and that's Sweet. that's it you know it's um it's not quite volunteering or as altruistic as you know going and picking up litter or whatever but <laughs> Just if I think it's, it shows for employability or people who are looking for to kind of fill out their CV or whatever, it just shows that you're a dedicated person to your cause,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to whatever it is that you believe in. Um, and I think that's so important. You can't, I mean, education can only get you so far, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but when you're showing that you're willing to go over and above to to make a difference in or to just learn more about something um, without asking for anything in return to, you know, to put, I think that shows so a, a level of commitment that I don't know that everybody has. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess, do you think it's something that people could develop though?
1: Like maybe yeah, with the right perspective and that's... Yeah, definitely. I think it's, we in myself included, you have to cultivate the discipline to continue to learn new things, Mm -hmm. whatever they are. It's easy to sort of get stuck in your bubble again of, you know, comfort and Netflix and the internet and all of that kind of thing without ever pushing yourself to experience something new or do something new. Um, Because, uh, you know, and then you never really get that feeling of being scared for your life first day of school and then doing something and realize actually I'm terrible at this or I'm actually quite good at this you know this is something I could continue and master and you'll never know and you'll never experience those things unless you try yeah. you know I know so many people that have just sort of done a bit of cooking and thought you know what I'm really into this you know I, I feel so it's so good to peel 100 carrots and actually see the change from unpeeled carrots to peeled carrots and then you get to eat you, them <laughs> when you like sit at a desk and don't you don't really have any contact with seeing things go from start to finish if that makes sense yeah I completely so, um, makes sense. I think coming back to um, at the
0: start of the conversation you mentioned how um you know, you were working in those really flashy jobs and, you know, you, it was a great job and you got to have all this creative freedom. But there was still kind of like that innate sense of something more or do you mm. think that that was quite, at the time, was it quite conflicting for you to have such a, a great job and still have that little bit of longing? Yeah, I think. Or was I, it surprising to get to that point, I think? and. And you know, like you do sometimes yeah. it's like not really climbing the the ladder, I think. Is yeah. Realisation is like we don't have to climb the ladder and achieve
1: happiness. It's like Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's within you. I,
1: I think I, I did love I loved everything and I loved taking care of people and I always like I was always happy doing that. Um sort of feeding people and looking after them as my way of showing love across the board anyway, so it was kind of good to be, it was nice to be doing that, mm-hmm. and um, sort of, and being paid really well for it. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, it was amazing.
0: Yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah. But you, I think it's hard to describe the feeling of, of, you put your heart and soul into everything, you're working long hours, you, you're away from your family, you don't see anyone Um, apart from your crew and um, I think we I kind of didn't really realize what that feeling was that discontentment you just think you're tired or hungover or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, and then we were traveling around Papua New Guinea um, and we'd taken loads of things like flour and oil and stuff that you couldn't get on the islands to trade with, with the locals for fresh, fresh fruit and veg and going and traveling around that part of the Pacific was, sorry, um, was the most incredible thing because you saw people living in the most simple way, but they were all seemed so happy and so content and just like you know, I this is my life. I'm I'm making the best, you know. And if someone's gonna give me some flour and um and oil and salt and sugar and stuff, I'm gonna give them my bananas. You know, it's it was a simple we didn't take money really. Yeah. Um and we used to go and drive around the islands and sort of take I took I cleared out my entire wardrobe <laughs> and sort of gave away so many things. Wow. You know, when you get to go to villages and give away shoes and stuff that you haven't even looked at, you know, in months or years, and um, a whole bag, like a big, massive makeup bag of nail polish, and going and sitting with the little children and painting their nails. Wow. Um, we went around and bought soap, we went and spent money on soap and toothpaste, toothbrushes, like super, super simple thing, kids' books and crayons, and um, made little medical bags and those. I mean, the money to us was negligible, what we spent, but I feel like what we got back from being able to give people something that they literally couldn't get their hands on in that area was really incredible, it was an an amazing feeling. And I think once you've done that once and you get that feeling, you sort of continue searching for it. And I sort of realized that I want to do more of that. Um of that that giving in it in a way that's meaningful, giving of yourself in a way that's meaningful rather than just for a paycheck um and that was maybe like four or five years ago, I can't even remember, but um, yeah, I eventually found my way back <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Through the but, um, yeah. yeah, and I did yeah I think you think you you think that success is determined in in a different way of you have to earn this much and you have to have worked here and achieved this and have this house and, you know, find all of the the things, the people and the, the bits that you're supposed to find. And I think it took me some time to realize that you measure your own success. And, you know, even though I earn less than before, I am a thousand times happier doing something that I know makes an impact to people every day. And, um, and that's, that kind of makes up for it. I mean, I'm not living on the breadline or anything, so it's easy for me to say, but still, I wouldn't change it for, for anything.
0: That's amazing, Lauren, That's absolutely <laughs> amazing. It's very commendable. And I think, you know, some people reach this, that point in their lives, you know, early, they might be born with the innate sense or Mm -hmm. like, I think hopefully everyone kind of has the experience to find, you know, what they believe in, I guess, and what makes them tick and how they want to contribute back and Obviously Mm -hmm. yours is through creating food and being a chef and nourishing people that need it. But I think other people, um, you know, have their different ways of doing it as well and Mm -hmm. believe about themselves. But I think it is just really a fact, isn't it, that it feels good to give back to the people around you. Yeah, it's the bottom line. Yeah, it's a be-all and end-all. Like, if all else fails, you can always, you know, go and try and help someone and get yeah. a sense of self back instilled into you, I think.
1: Yeah, um, I, I totally agree. I just, I'd like to say I'm completely selfless and I do this for everybody else, but it also just makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, and I think you're allowed to own up to the honesty of, of, of that. You know, it's um, just even if you just see someone outside a supermarket and you go out in and buy them a sandwich and don't even say anything, just sort of hand it over and be like, here you go, you know, every single small thing you do, looking at someone, smiling at someone, you know, holding the door open. Mm -hmm. People are so shocked by, by these days, by acts of kindness that it doesn't, you know, it can be any tiny, small thing. Someone's gonna notice. You know, so um, and you can make
0: a difference. Like people, yeah, do exactly. That. That's, it. that's it. Yeah, like, people smile back.
1: <laughs> people smile back. You know, I was waiting on my bicycle at um, a roundabout, and two people, two cars, let me go through, slip through on my bicycle, and I had a I smile on Yeah, the way I home. That. Yeah. All home, I was smiling so much because, you know. I'm always thinking, uh, this is going to be the day that I die on this (laughs) roundabout. Oh my God. But yeah, a plumbing van and another guy let me through, and I was just like, wow, you know, I didn't even know what to do. I was just like, thumbs up, woo, go you. Oh, that is so Um, great. And see,
0: like, now I'm having a nice time because of doing that to you, and I'm going to (laughs) go tell my housemates about
1: that. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you don't, again, keep saying to people, you have to be. Just have to to be open to, you know, to feel it, to feeling that and noticing the small things um, because they all, yeah, they make a difference to someone. Yeah.
0: And just being mindful as well, I guess, of how you're you're projecting your energy or just just being mindful, Mm -hmm. I guess, of how you're spending your time. Yeah. Like, you don't all want to do, you know, nine to five every single day for 10 years yeah i guess like it's just kind of taking the time to be like how do i want to spend my time
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah and i think to to understand that if your job is not what you want it to be and you know there's no option of changing whatever there are other times that you can focus on to make your time more fulfilling to make yourself feel more fulfilled You know, nine to five is only eight hours of a day. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So. Upskill after work. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when I've been in jobs that I've been unhappy in, I sort of been like, okay, you just got to, it's not ideal, Mm. but you you get through this to focus on things that do make you happy, your hobbies or whatever. Um, And, you know, those hobbies might tie in with volunteering or whatever else. There's so many things that you can do that maybe you're good with computers and you can go and like teach old people how to use an iPad or help, um, help a charity get their social media portals running. You know, it doesn't always have to be so get your hands dirty. I think there's lots of ways that people can help and offer to help. Mm -hmm. Um, even just fun you know fundraising is always if you like running you know run for some money for your favorite charity it's uh you know people can spend three pound forty on a coffee every morning, just do your three pound forty for Sarah's run or something
0: yeah
1: um there are so so many things that people can do um just to find some purpose, I guess. In, yeah, in yeah. When, we all really need that.
0: Yeah, we might not really be having, or you know, some things might have been taken away from us, like obviously our social lives or our job yeah. or our ability to go out. <laughs> you know, like yeah. <laughs> to breathe. But yeah, it's like yeah. you still have those um, innate things within you that don't really change and. If yeah, coin into them or listen to like your passions I guess it's really just yeah. you know finding out what you're passionate about and then having the faith that it will turn into a job or career but also the yeah. community support
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um I'm so so lucky that I love what I do so much um and I've been lucky enough to you know make good money from it earn a living and now also do that while also making a, a difference. So I've kind of got the best of all worlds really and I I'm, I acknowledge that all the time because I know some people don't have that mm-hmm. and they'll go a long time without knowing what their passion is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you, so I can't speak to finding your passion because it sort of just happened to me, but. Mm-hmm when you find something that interests you even just a little bit, try it and you might, that might be it. Yeah, It's not going to sort of strike you in the face with a hammer all the time.
0: That's <laughs> um, Unluckily. Oh, unfortunately I should say. Yes. That's, oh, that's great. Oh, I had a question and I've completely forgotten that. What, <laughs> uh, what advice would you give, um, you know, like obviously you're in a really, uh, you're ex- uh, acknowledging that you're in a really nice position now in your career. You know, that might not have been, and I'm sure it's not the case for your whole life. <laughs> you've not just had this <laughs> yeah. amazing, cruisy life with all these great deaf yeah. jobs. Like, I'm sure you've had times where you've had, you know, rough times or times where you just mm-hmm. want to quit and blah, blah, blah. But what advice would you give to people that, um, Either like they, they don't have a job at the moment or they're not happy with their employment situation. Mm. You kind of have already given advice and saying like upskilling and putting yourself out mm. there. Um, but what what honing honing in, what advice would you give to people that are kind of looking to change their careers completely? Or, you know, what's one piece of advice that you would just say to encourage people to have, you know, to believe in themselves and believe in their passions
1: just to put just themselves yeah. out there, you know? I think what's the worst that's going to happen is really sort of the question you need to be asking yourself. If you're going to work and you're Sunday night, you've got you've got the, that feeling in your chest and you think, I don't know how I'm going to make it through. Another day, let alone a whole week, you need to take a step back and think is taking a leap and quitting my job going to cause me more stress, more or less stress than I'm experiencing already? Because mm-hmm. if you're going to make the change and you're going to be starting again or whatever, and you, you're going to be more upset than you already feel, then I think it's like, uh, then take maybe take a bit more time to think about it. But more often than not, your body and your your side, you're telling yourself that this is not the right thing. So, I mean, irrespective, I mean, I can't talk to people's sort of financial situations like just don't go jumping or changing if you're Mm -hmm. not in a settled position to do so. But if the situation that you're in is causing you pain and making you upset and making you feel down, change it. Yeah. And there's, there's support think. services out there to help. Yeah, and it might not be even. It might not be that exact moment, mm-hmm. but there's something that changes in in you once you know you've made the decision to give your notice or to, to say, okay, I'm I'm te- I'm only going to do this for three more months, and this next three months, I'm going to focus on saving a bit extra in case I don't find another job doing courses reading educating myself making myself somebody that people can't say no to Mm -hmm. and then you give your notice you work you almost spend your last month or your notice period working harder than you have your entire time there Mm -hmm. and then you know hello freedom
0: (laughs) Um, for people that are kind of um obviously that's like the courage to leave a job if you're kind of I guess that same advice still applies if you are without a job as well because mm-hmm. it's, you know, what's the worst that could happen? You've got this opportunity. I guess yeah. one, it could be seen as an end, but it could also be seen as a beginning of yeah something else in your life as well. Yeah.
1: There's, a, there's a small fear and excitement are the same feeling just on either sides of a tiny thread, you know. Are you excited about the future or are you scared of it it's kind of like the same thing and you sort of flip between the two and acknowledging that and then just embracing that is is something that helps me to just kind of calm down and not try try not to think about all the horrible things that could happen which are they actually going to happen no um and just it's going for happen, it really yeah it's going to happen whether you think about it or not really isn't exactly, it? exactly <laughs> you know um and I think we we don't really have that much control in our lives, our outside lives, but you do have control over how you react and how you treat yourself and how you sort of the the sort of situations that you can talk yourself into that are absolutely never going to happen. And just kind of taking a step back and being like, hang on a minute, love, you're being a bit ridiculous, (laughs) you know, just let's, let's take five. And I, sometimes I write, I just write lists of, of things, and if um, for people without work or having, a, having time where they don't really feel like they have any focus, even with a full time job, I still have days where I leave in the morning, I write a little work list for myself in the evening, and I set a timer and I say, Okay, got 45 minutes to do all of these things, and then I can just do whatever. Right. And you sort of cu- end up cultivating that discipline in yourself a bit more um For days when it's really hard, yeah. um, I guess it's
0: like short term and long term goals, like it's yeah there's long term goals, but yeah, getting yourself like little short term ones kind of gives you that sense of accomplishment. And it really does know, like yeah. when you make your bed, when you wake up in the morning, it's like that. Yeah,
1: I've done I, honestly, that. sometimes I'm like, make bed. It off. It's, it's I feel like I was reading
0: person. <laughs>
1: 7 a.m. Have a shower.
0: <laughs> yeah. you yeah. Order a no. <laughs> But it does feel good. Like, it feels good to take care yeah. And I guess uh, it doesn't have to be big stuff, it can just be little yeah. stuff. That, like you brush your teeth today, every day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, for, I, for some people, it's it's some, just getting that done is is an achievement um, because of their sort of mental situation or mental health situation or whatever. And it should you know, be celebrated as an achievement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like getting yourself up and about is, if you're suffering, is um, is a really it's, it's like winning. It's like winning a battle. So I think it's important to to push yourself on some asset uh, in some ways, but also be kind to yourself and really just celebrate everything that you achieve big and small. Um, and, and know that it, we're not all measured by the same standard and you know, what you achieve, whatever you achieve doesn't mean anything compared to the next person. I don't know if that came out right, but, Everyone, you know, you yeah. achieving your full potential might look different to somebody else achieving theirs, mm-hmm. and then you kind of have to just focus on yourself and be like, "I am." And it's hard not to compare yourself to to others and say, "So and so's thirty two years old. They've worked here and here and here. They've got blah blah." blah and I'm just this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, you're never just anything. You're, you know, you're still You're still working your way through um, to get to your top tier, whatever that is. Your top tier is different to my top tier. It is different to – and your top tier can change throughout your journey.
0: That's it. Um, I think it's that perspective, I guess, as well, that we're coming back to. Like Everyone has their different versions of what they think the world is. Mm. Yeah, yes, the only certain thing is you know yourself and what you feel, about
1: yeah,
0: and what you believe in, yeah, what you can control, too. So, which is nothing except yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly (laughs) well I think we've had a really good chat today Lauren like I think the information you've shared has been exceptional it's not just about finding a job and employment it's kind of about you know this whole career journey so Mm. thank you so much for sharing your career journey with us as well as some insights
1: thank you